You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, some call it the most wonderful time of the year. Well, at least that's what I call it. It's the NCAA Basketball Division I Tournament with day after day of basketball, upsets, Cinderella stories, and terrific performances. And this year, there's been no shortage of that and Canadian talent. I had the true pleasure of getting to watch some of the games live in Buffalo, where I watched the Bucknell Bisons try to pull off the upset against West Virginia. Though they lost, Canadian Kimball McKenzie was able to shine in that game. He is on the line to give us a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to compete in the big dance. Kimball, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, first question I'm going to ask, uh, and it's something I've always wondered about people who participate in March Madness. Did you make a bracket? I did not. Um, usually I make bra- a bracket you know, year after year, but uh, this year I decided not to just because, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Um, and I guess I was just so caught up with uh, preparing for the game and whatnot, it, it, it just went right by me. That's fair. Uh, is there a team you usually pick to win at all? I usually pick Gonzaga, and that's going well for me this year. Good. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say it's usually one of the, you know, one of the powerhouses, either the North Carolinas of the world. I think I picked them last year. Um, if I had to, if after we were out, I said if I had to pick, um, I'd pick North Carolina just because they're so big and so experienced. But you know, any team that's, as I just said, any team that's big, experienced, um, you know, I think having veteran guards is is huge at at this point in the year so um it's usually one of the one of the teams that everyone knows about fair enough so uh first i want you to take me back to selection sunday your team won the patriot league which put you automatically into the tournament so uh how important was that win for you oh that was huge um and i mean that was you know that was the game that was the win that we've been anticipating all year um you know, our ultimate goal coming in was to win our league and just have that opportunity to play in the in the uh, NCAA tournament. So um, that win over Lehigh, you know, one of our rivals in the league, they had beaten us twice um, throughout the year. So to get that win meant the world. Take me through, once that buzzer rang, what were you thinking? Oh, uh, there's just so many things running through my head. I mean, um just a little background in my senior year of high school. Um, I had lost me and my team at John Carroll in Maryland had lost our BCL championship game on a buzzer beater tip. in. we were up one, uh, the team had missed a shot and at the buzzer, a guy came in and tipped in with his left hand. So, you know, that was devastating and it left a bad taste in my mouth until, um, we had gotten this win. So, um, it was a huge weight off my chest. Um, you know, a monkey off my back to say, and uh, it was just, it was, it meant everything to get that one. Did that win take away because that gave you the uh, automatic berth? Did it take away from some of the nervousness I would imagine would come with Selection Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because we knew we were in, you know, we could, we were almost, you know, speaking with each other and, you know, looking at all the bracketology and stuff. You know, we were guaranteed a, uh, at least, you know, 13. You know, it could be 12, 13, or 14 seats. So, you know, knowing we were already in, we were just we were just anticipating, you know, and everyone was, you know, jabbering, like, oh, who are we going to play? Who are we going to play? So 
Um, yeah, it was nice to go into Selection Sunday knowing we would be playing the tournament. How much did you look at those uh, bracketologies? Um, I didn't much. I didn't much, but, you know, guys on the team did a lot. Um, you know, there's certain guys who are more tech-savvy than me. I just – I had no clue how to – like, I, I didn't do it at all just because, <laughs> I don't know, it's not something I do much, but um, some of the guys on our team did a lot, and, you know, we would discuss it a lot, so. Who did you think you were going to end up playing? Um, I mean, there was a couple schools. Um, Notre Dame was in the mix. Purdue was in the mix. We knew West Virginia was in the mix. Um, people were talking about Louisville, but then they got a two seed. Um, yeah, those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But there were a couple. Um, I know a couple of the guys wanted Notre Dame just because one of our former coaches went there and is coaching there now. So. But honestly, it was just it was all just you know discussion and jabber. It was we didn't really really care who we got. And then tell me about the day. How did you watch uh, Selection Sunday? Uh, we met up our team. We actually practiced and then went straight to a meal. And it's on our uh, on our campus. There's a building called the ELC, and we went to a we went to a meal there. And there's a big. Um, uh, what do you call it? It's a big, uh, like a, a classroom almost, a big hall. And uh, we just watched it there. And, you know, we all sat in the front. You know, there were a bunch of cameras and stuff. And then a bunch of our fans and stuff, they just sat behind us. So it was pretty cool to, you know, have that big on the TV and, you know, see our name up there. It's pretty cool. What did you think when you saw your seed and that you'd be playing West Virginia? Um, you know, I was just excited. Um, you know, obviously – for a guard facing West Virginia brought a lot of challenges. So um, right away, you know, me and the, our point guard looked at each other like, all right, you know, all right, we, we got to have ourselves a day. Um, so we knew it was going to be a challenge, but uh, we were just excited. Um, and, you know, we, we just went into practice the next day and we, we got after it and we were ready to rock. So not too much time for celebration. Not too much time. Not too much time. I mean, we definitely enjoyed it, but, um, you know, we got back right back to it, and you know we're very a very hungry team. So we really wanted to win, get a win in that tournament or multiple wins. You know, we really felt like we could. Obviously, we came up a little bit short against West Virginia, but you know we felt if we were able to get that game, we had a good chance the next game. And two wins brings us to the the Sweet 16. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, um, we came up a little short, but um, you know, definitely something we feel like we could do. Tell me about what the uh, preparation was like leading up to that game. Um, as you'd expect, we did our very best to, you know, press and practice and speed each other up and, you know, run at all sorts of run and jump, you know, all sorts of double teams, but we did a lot of drills to try and, you know, replicate what was going to happen in the game with the double teams and whatnot. But, you know, really, you can't really replicate that in practice. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, what makes them so good is that they practice it so much and they're so big, so strong, so fast. So that's what they do. So we did our best in practice to, to, you know, speed each other up and, and make it as West Virginia as possible. But, um, it wasn't really like the game, but you know, we did what we could. And uh, I thought we did coaches did a very good job of preparing us. Did you get any advice from anybody on, on what to expect from the tournament? Um, you know, a couple guys who not necessarily the tournament, but, um, both two other Canadians, actually Eli Long and Nas Long, both had played West Virginia earlier that year. 
so I was in touch with both of them and, you know, they were just giving me advice and I guess their biggest thing was just to be aggressive. Um, you know, if you look at the press, like it's something, you know, like some sort of magical super power, then you're going to be in trouble. Uh, but if you go in there, play aggressive and just play ball and act on your instincts and, you know, just make decisions on the fly, you're going to be good. So, uh, you know, both of those guys, I talked with both of them before the game. Other than that, um, nothing really. Eli was playing in the same uh, area as you guys, right? <clears throat> yeah, he was. He was. So we were already in Buffalo when he was playing in their uh, – they were playing in their game to get to Buffalo. So um, I was in the restaurant, you know, cheering him on, um, hoping he would get to Buffalo. So I was really happy that he was able to get there. I'm sure he had a bunch of family at his game as well because, uh, you know, we're so close to home. And, you know, he was he was actually also on my high school team, you know, one of my best friends – I, grew, I played with him growing up uh, for years, so it was uh, so great to see him succeeding, winning his league, and, and playing well in the tournament as well. So that's pretty neat that you guys got to uh, play in the same area. Yeah, it was. It was. It's just such a coincidence. Um, you know, ever since, you know, there's pictures of us playing on Oakville and Mississauga when we're, you know, waist high. So, um, And then, you know, playing three years together at John Carroll, it, I was just so happy for him that he could uh, have that opportunity. That's awesome. And Buffalo yeah. was, as you, you briefly mentioned there, Buffalo was a pretty uh, special spot to have your your game. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everybody going to Selection Sunday was pissed at me because I kept saying, yeah, I hope we get Buffalo. I hope we get Buffalo. <laughs> um, because the rest of the team obviously wanted, you know, Orlando or um, Sacramento or even Salt Lake City, you know, just so we could fly somewhere and, and, you know, go somewhere different. But, you know, I wanted to go to Buffalo. You know, that's where it, it feels like at least home to me a little bit just because I'd be able to have so many uh, family and friends at the game. And, you know, I was very happy when we, when we drew that location. That must've been probably the, the most exciting part of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, right when we got our seed um, and I think going leading up to it on that selection Sunday, it was guaranteed that we were going to be, because we were the very last um, 13 seed or 12 seed. So regardless we would have been in Buffalo. So right when I found that out, I was, I was very happy. And, um, you know, I was just sitting, sitting in the stands with a smile on my face and everyone else was pretty pissed. <laughs> That's great. They were, they were yeah. really hoping to get, uh, get some tans on in Orlando, yeah, but absolutely, absolutely. not so many tans happening in Buffalo right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Now take me to the tournament. How early did you guys uh, get to Buffalo? Okay. We played on a, Jeez, I can't remember. I have a bad memory. Uh, I'll forgive you. <laughs> did we play on a Did we play on a Thursday? Or maybe you, a Friday. I don't know, but we you played on Buffalo. a Thursday. You played on a Thursday. Okay. okay, we got to Buffalo on I think Monday night. We wanted to get there very early just because of the snowstorm that was coming in. So we practiced Monday and then took off. Um. We were there Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Yeah. So we were there three days early. We had practices Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and, you know, we just kind of got our bearings down. We were just chilling there in the hotel, resting up. And, um, you know, the snow was, snow was coming down, so we were happy we went there a couple of days early. Yeah, probably uh, better safe than sorry in this situation. You don't want yeah. to have a situation like Michigan had. Yeah, you're darn right we don't. Although that ended up not doing uh, too bad for them oh, in the no, long no, run. No, yeah, they seem to be playing pretty well with it, so you know, it didn't hurt. 
Oh, well. Um, so now take me to game day from uh, start to finish. What was that like? Okay, so, um, you know, I was just very excited. I, I couldn't sleep too well the night before. You know, I was waking up in the middle of the night, just just very excited, you know, as, as expected. So, um, you know, I woke up. Um, we had breakfast in the hotel. Uh, we watched a little film. We did a little walkthrough in the hotel just to, you know, review their plays one more time. And then we uh, took off, went to the gym, um, and we were actually able to watch a little bit of the Notre Dame-Princeton game, the game going on before us, just because we got there early enough. So we went out on the court, you know, kind of just took in the atmosphere just so it wasn't our first time when we were running out on the court. Um, we were able to just sit there on the on the end line and watch some of that Notre Dame-Princeton game. Um, then we went back, just got loose, stretched, got warm, uh, went out, warmed up, and bang, you know, before I knew it, we were playing in front of, I don't know how many thousand people, but, you know, it felt like a lot. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, played played the game, unfortunately came up short. You know, the team wasn't very happy about it, but, you know, we recognized that we had a pretty solid year. Um, you know, we were happy with the, the year that we had, even though we felt we could have done a little better in that game. And at that point, we went in eight, and I actually took off and went home after that. Um, the bus was going to go home the next morning, but, you know, I was able to go home with that night. So it was it was great. Um, that's pretty special that you were able to spend a lot that night at home. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, going from that type of, uh, you know, ruckus game and and, you know, just living in a surreal experience and then, you know, just being able to go home and relax and just kind of kick my feet up and take it all in. It was it was great. Did you know during the game where your friends and family were sitting? Yeah, I did. I did. I couldn't help it. Um, obviously, there was the big Bucknell section where a lot of my family was. And then um, a good amount of my buddies came in. And, you know, I saw where they were sitting as well. And, you know, we'd be making eye contact just because, you know, so close to them. So. I knew where my, you know, my family was, my girlfriend was, my friends were, you know, I knew where they all were. And now take me to that moment when you actually stepped on the court and the game started. What was that like? Oh, it was incredible. Um, you know, everything I dreamed about. It was just, uh, I remember coming out for warm-ups and just almost having like these tingles, you know, my body just, it was it was just surreal to, to finally be in that moment that, you know, I've dreamed about and, and thought about playing and, you know, replayed in my head so many times what it would be like. And then just to finally be there, was, it was surreal. And, you know, when, when that game started go, going and, you know, the crowd was crowd was going and we were just playing, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And it's honestly almost just a blur, you know, because you're just so focused on playing. You don't even realize how, how crazy it is. So it was, it was amazing. I imagine this was something you probably uh, dreamed about growing up. Oh, absolutely. You know, ever since I can still remember, um, you know, in grade school there, you know, asking, we had to all write down our goals and our dreams. And, you know, models always, you know, play division one basketball, play in March Madness. Um, it's just always been a thing growing up that I think, you know, that's the, that's the highest level at, at this point that um, you can be playing at, you know, it's, it's the best of the best in college basketball. So to finally be there, it was, it was incredible. Tell me a bit, I guess, about yourself when you realized that this this was an achievable goal for you to play Division One basketball. Um, I guess I I kind of realized that I could 
I didn't really know I could when I was uh, when I was in high school in, in Canada. When I decided to make the move was when I said I'm going to go after this thing. You know, I'm going to I'm going to try. But I didn't really in my head I was like, yeah, I can do it. But I didn't really know just because at that point I had no Division One interest, um, obviously no offers and stuff. So, um, you know, in grade twelve. In grade 11, when I committed to a school like Bucknell, I knew about their history. You know, I knew about them beating Kansas, winning back-to-back NCAA tournament games in 05, 06, um, getting back there in 2013. So I knew about their success. And, you know, one of the main reasons I committed to Bucknell is because um, I wanted to be competing for championships and playing in March. So, um, you know, I realized at that point that it was a possibility and, you know, just worked hard to – hopefully one day get there and you know and now we did and all i want to do now is go back and and win you know absolutely well i i don't think i'll be going back and trying to win i'm, I'm not quite as good to be honest <laughs> uh what was it like to even just start getting recruited by a university like bucknell yeah um it was great i mean i can still remember the game where they had began to kind of take a little interest in me i was in grade 10 and we were playing at St. Maria Goretti at the school in the in the Baltimore Catholic League, and they were recruiting a big guy from the other team. And you know, I was I was very young. Obviously, grade ten just came over from Canada that year, and I played really well that game. And, and one of the assistant coaches came up and and just shook my hand at the game. He's like, "Hey, like, you know, Bucknell University, and we're going to just keep an eye on you." And that was my very first, the very first school that had ever talked to me in person or or even like sent me a letter or whatever. So. Um, you know, I was very, uh, I was, I was excited and, and honored, but it just fueled me to work even harder. Um, you know, obviously it took me a couple of years to get them to offer me. And, um, you know, I was just, I was ecstatic when they did, you know, I was new. I knew it was somewhere I wanted to go. That, that worked out well for them. Go looking for another, uh, looking at another guy and, and find you instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, it's funny how it worked out. And you, uh, you had a pretty good game in that one the, against West Virginia. I know it wasn't the result uh, you wanted, but you must have been pretty pleased at, at the game you were able to play. Yeah, I mean, I knew going in, West Virginia is a team that, that um, you're able to get a decent amount of open looks against if you're able to break their press. Um, and, you know, with our point guard, Stephen Brown, and, and all the playmakers we have on our team, um, they were able to find me for a couple open looks and, you know, I got into my rhythm and I started feeling good. And, um, you know, I started rattling a couple threes off, got to mid range and I started feeling pretty good. So, um, I was happy with how I was able to perform just in terms of, you know, making shots. But again, obviously, um, it doesn't, it, it wouldn't be, you know, I'd rather zero points in a win uh, any day. Absolutely. Now I have a good guess at what the uh, the worst part of the whole experience was, but tell me what the best part was. The best part, I would just have to say, I can't think of anything else than just playing in the game, um, just the game itself. Obviously, all the the media stuff was cool, and you know, walking into the locker room and having a bunch of people come talk to us, and you know, shooting around and seeing everything for the first time, getting some gear. It was all cool. It was all really cool and, and something I'll never forget. But the actual gameplay and, you know, playing in front of thousands of people and my family and friends, that was that was by far the best. 
How much does that uh, spur you on to try and get back there? Oh, massively. I mean, just knowing what it's like now and, and knowing that just, you know, me truly believing that, that we can win multiple games in that tournament. It's just uh, the motivation's right there. It's it's incredibly powerful. And um, we're going to be working very hard this offseason and, and next season to, to get back there and win a couple games. Now it is uh, the off season. Is there anything you plan on working on specifically? Yeah, I mean, off season, I can get better in every asset. But um, I think something that I can work on a lot is, um, you know, my handle, just being able to get to spots on the floor with the ball wherever I want, whenever I want. I think that would be big for me. Just, you know, not letting guys speed me up, um, just having the ball on a string, and that way. Um, and continue to work on my lateral quickness, you know, just on-ball defense, and just continue to learn about the game, you know, get my IQ up, um, continue to work on my jump shot, you know, my stroke, my mid-range, shooting off the dribble, shooting on the move. So, um, you know, the beautiful thing about basketball is you can always get a lot better. So um, I'll be working. One of the neat things I, I found about the tournament, uh, I was there. I was I actually got to be in Buffalo. I was fortunate enough to go on vacation there and watch your game and some of the other games. And almost all of the uh, the games in that first round had a Canadian in it. And I thought that was uh, that was pretty neat. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think you you see nowadays in the in the NCAA, there's a ton of Canadian kids. There's, you know, every other team you look on, like you were saying, every other team you look on, there's, there's another kid from somewhere in Canada, I think. Um, you know, we're making great strides and and getting kids down here and, and getting them and they're, they're playing and succeeding. You know, how many teams look at Oregon right now with, you know, two Canadians, three Canadians, if Boucher got injured, but, you know, three Canadians anchoring that final four team, you know, so um, it's great. You know, the guys ahead of us, they set the, they set the standard and, and um, us young guys now we're just following and, you know, the kids after us are going to follow us. So, um, it's a great, it's a great thing to be a part of, and it's a great movement to be a part of, and uh, I'm very excited about it. There must be a bit of a bond. I mean, you were even saying there earlier you talked to uh, uh, the two Longs before your game. When you go play a team with with another Canadian, is there that connection there? Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I I think it's always known. Um, you know, let's say in our league we have. A couple of Canadian kids, um, you know, uh, Navelle Provo at Loyola, who I used to play with, and then just throughout the year, you know, I'm, I'm playing guys who I've who I've played against growing up, and it's just so funny. It's such a small world, and um, we do enough scouting and stuff that, and they and the other team does too, that you know who the Canadians are on that team. And it's always just like a, you know, how you doing, man? Like all the best. Um, definitely just a, a bond that that we have, and it's it's pretty cool. All right, so before I let you go. I'm going to get your uh, inside opinion here on the Final Four. We've okay. got uh, Gonzaga versus South Carolina. What are your thoughts on that one? South, I watched South Carolina for the first time the other day against Florida. They were very impressive. Um, you know, their defense is stifling. Those guys work so hard. You know, Frank Martin does an incredible job with them over there. However, I would have to go with Gonzaga just because they're so big. Um they're very skilled, and I just think uh, inside they're going to be a little bit too much for South Carolina. However, I want South Carolina to win because um, they got the Canadian, Dwayne Notice, who uh, I grew up watching. Uh, my brother played against him in the OBAs and whatnot, so 
Um, I want South Carolina. However, I think uh, Gonzaga will edge it, but we'll see. And now uh, Oregon versus uh, North Carolina. What do you think? As I said earlier, you know, my pick once we were out with North Carolina, I think they're such a good team, but I'm going to have to go with Oregon. Um, you know, three Canadians on the team. Um, a guy in Dylan Brooks I used to play with uh, growing up just plays with so much intensity. Um, I'm going with Oregon in that one, rolling with my Canadian boys and uh, hoping they can pull off the win and, and play for a national championship. And then let's follow this through. If Gonzaga and Oregon both make it, as you're predicting here, who do you predict to be the winner? We got Oregon. I'm going with Oregon. I think they're uh, a very talented team. You know, watching what they did against Kansas was was incredible. They played with uh, just so much freedom and and, um, so much intensity. It was fun to watch. So I'm going with Oregon. They're my pick in this Final Four, and uh, let's hope they can pull it out. All right, Kimball, uh, thank you for predict your predictions, and thanks for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate having me on. All right, Kimball, have a good day. Uh, you do the same. Bye. Bye. That was Kimball McKenzie of the Bucknell Bisons. He's just finished his second year with the team after competing in the NCAA tournament. They lost to West Virginia in the first round in Buffalo. Hope you like what you heard. If you have any thoughts on the podcast or would like to get in touch, you can reach me at Canada's Court Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Canada's Court and uh, let me know what you think there. And we love it, love it, love it if you could leave a review on iTunes, help bump this, uh, this podcast up, and then maybe a few more people can get to listen to it. And then you can also share it with your friends if you want. Also a great idea. You can do all those things. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening.